0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Equipcast. My name is Jim Jansen and I'm your host. And I just had the most amazing conversation with Christina Dears. Christina and I sit down and talk about how do you integrate your body and your mind and your soul together. Unbelievable conversation. I know so many of you listening, you're trying to serve the kingdom and maybe you've got a particular gift for. Intellectual formation, and man, you know, and you love your faith, or some of you I know are dedicated health enthusiasts, and you are in great shape, but almost all of us find ourselves with some part of our life, Uh, our intellectual formation, our health, uh, physically, the way we sleep, the way we eat, uh, a little bit out of whack. Uh, And Christina talks about her journey, in particular, her discovery of soul core and reform, and how profoundly they impacted her freedom and her integration. If you've ever tried a diet, uh, I guarantee it probably didn't start with, okay, step number one, go to Jesus. What does he want for your health? This is an unbelievable conversation. If you have a body, right? If you're not an animal with a body and no soul, or if you're not an angel, right, with a soul and no body, if you are a unity of body and soul, this conversation is for you. Uh, you're going to love it. Christina Deers and I sit down and talk about how to find freedom integrated with your body and your soul and your mind. Take a listen. Welcome to the Equip Cast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders to transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Christina Deers. Welcome to the Equipcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm well, thank you.
0: Good. So, Christina, I was I'm just laughing a little bit to myself as we jump into this conversation. I am so excited that we're going to get a chance to talk today about being really a a whole person, mm-hmm. body, mind, and spirit, uh, you know, in in service to the kingdom. I'm really passionate about this, but this it didn't dawn in me at all how much I wanted to talk about this until we had a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shout out for Kay Doyle who introduced us, and I think we, you know, we talked really briefly. And I'm like, Christina, you need to come on the Equipcast. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being here. Why don't you just? We'd like to, you know, give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. Just tell everybody a little bit about your faith journey. Okay, I was.
1: I, I originally I was. Presbyterian. My family uh, was very active in our church in Grand Island, Nebraska. And um, so I, I feel like as a child, I, I had a connection with God. I felt close to God. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, you come into young adult years and went to college and sort of lost that connection. I yeah. was thinking about that. And I think part of it was just, you know, I had a church I always went to, and then I went off to college and didn't really seek one out, you know?
0: Right. And the transition can be hard. Yeah, just because it's a transition to say nothing. There's a, there's a few distractions on college campuses,
1: right? And so I definitely got distracted, <laughs> but um, came back. You know, found a, a nice Catholic boy and got married. There and we go. at, as we were discerning where to go to church together, because that was something my dad had always said. You know, as long as you go to church together, your marriage will be good. You know, so mm, that's um, awesome. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. So. I just felt drawn to the Catholic church Hmm. and, and not because I understood what it meant. (laughs) Right. I just liked the church itself that we were going to. So um, that pulled me in. And I would say, even then though I didn't really practice living, I went to mass Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Right. And that was, you know, other than my personal prayer, that was about the extent of it. And then one year about, nine years ago my husband decided to pray the rosary every day for lent and i didn't really know anything about the rosary all i ever knew was he said his grandma always had it hanging on her hip and she was like always praying. Always, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i thought well that's actually cool because you know the kids were in catholic school and so we were always you know yeah. talking about what are you gonna give up for lent what are you gonna give up and when he said i'm doing this i went Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know. So the you next. Do something. Yeah, yeah it really fantastic. inspired me. So the next year, I prayed the Rosary every day for Lent, and funny thing, I just never stopped. Never stopped. I still that's- pray it every day, multiple times a day. Now sometimes it just depends on the day, but um, yeah. And I think in a nutshell, Mary just took over. Basically, I didn't even you know Mary wasn't a part of my faith life growing up.
0: Right. Right.
1: But. Once I invited her in, she really did a great job of leading me to her son. You know, I mean, it's, I was just listening to another podcast and they were talking about this and how, you know, you can have a relationship with Jesus and that's everything, right? right. But when you invite Mary into it, it just takes it another level.
0: Yeah. It's deeper. a whole nother yeah. dimension that, right? If we were to describe the experience in a word, it's motherly.
1: It is. She just adds a whole nother dynamic to it that you really shouldn't miss out on, you know? Yeah. So that's not to say, you know, Jesus is, and she leads you to him though. I mean, she helps you. So, so once I started praying the rosary every day, it was like a snowball. Things just started happening. I just started getting pulled deeper into the Catholic faith, learning more. And, um, I, at the time I was teaching Pilates and a, a woman came in from out of town and we were talking and she asked me if I'd heard of soul core.
0: Yeah. Now wait, before, for, for, for the, for the guys who are listening, what's Pilates? Maybe they.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Pilates is a type of, uh, exercise that, um, it's really core strengthening.
0: Right. So abs and back planking,
1: you know, plank work and, and it's very, um, it's very much centered around your your core, your spine, yeah. and moving your spine in all directions so that it's healthy and mobile. And it's very good for the deep, intrinsic muscles where, you know, to prevent injuries. And right. uh, so it's, it's, yeah. So awesome. I did that yeah. for a while. Very
0: and, fundamental kind of like workout routine. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah.
1: It's a great compliment to any other workout too. So yeah. It's, yeah. But anyway, I was leading her through a class or a private session and she asked me about it and I said, I'd never heard of Soul Core. And started looking into it and was immediately just drawn to it because it's the rosary yeah. and movement. So you're you're moving your body during the prayers, and then we meditate on each mystery. So that, then, I mean, I don't do anything halfway, so I immediately <laughs> wanted to become a leader in it. Not Still, you know, not really – I wouldn't say I was well-versed in the rosary. I was praying it every day, but I didn't really –
0: I mean, that's not nothing. (laughs) No,
1: it's not nothing. But I, I don't think I fully comprehended everything, you know. Sure, yeah. And so this took me another level. And she, or and the, so I went to the leader uh, retreat and um, discern. There's a discernment period, and then Mm -hmm. ultimately decided to become a leader and started leading at St. Patrick's and. I was fine with all the physical movement part of it, but Mm -hmm. I was very uh, nervous about the faith part of it and and meditating on the mysteries.
0: Interesting.
1: However, I pushed through and having to, every mystery has a Bible verse and a quote and some kind of reflection. And so having to have that with each of the mysteries really taught me so much. So I learned Mm -hmm. a great deal leading the class and then i started becoming curious i started hearing words like wellness ministry and i'm like wow, what is that you know yeah. and started you know just again that's that kind of snowball effect where you learn more you learn more and one of our soul core leader meetings we were doing virtually they introduced us to Jackie Mulligan who is the founder of reform and i went aha that's the other piece i'm looking for and so reform is a christ Centered wellness program. Again, jumped in with both feet, started, took the online class, and I've been involved with Reform since then. So it's that's kind of how it's where it's brought me. I, I would say Mary started it all. She taught me about her son through the rosary. And then Reform has taken it further in showing me how to practically live my Catholic faith yeah. with Jesus at the center of my life involved in every part of my life, eating, sleeping, working out, just every aspect. the whole,
0: yeah, the whole aspect. Yeah. This is fantastic. I mean, I wanna like break down more, talk a little bit, you know, more about soul core and reform, but just like, I just have to highlight, you talked about, you're praying the rosary every day for quite some time, more than a year. Oh yeah, yeah. And as you begin to get into soul core, Your love for the rosary, your understanding, your appreciation is just is dramatically deepened. Mm. And I said, I don't know how many Catholics pray the rosary every day, but it's it's not all of us. (laughs) It's not a huge percentage, and it's just a beautiful thing to see how much that that took you, just how that took you deeper. Yeah. If you can, I mean, we we were talking. I think our first conversation, we noticed how how beautiful it was just this kind of Marian element, you know, where, you know, Mary's job is she gives Jesus his body, Mm -hmm. you know, and as we learn to understand our own bodies and the relationship between our souls and our bodies and, and kind of like a a total care, it just seems really appropriate that Mary would be kind of, uh, if not in the lead, she'd be the kind of like Background force drawing us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit more. Again, maybe for those who haven't ever done anything like Pilates or don't have a regular workout routine, what's happening in addition to the prayers of the rosary? What's happening during like a soul core session?
1: Okay. With soul core, we always like to invite anybody and everybody that, you know, fitness level is not a factor. Right. Because if, nothing else we want you to come and pray the rosary with us sure so you could just sit and just pray and that's that's you're doing soul core with us you know because because rose the rosary is truly the focused that there's never gonna we don't ever want anything to to stand in the way of that so the prayers are the main thing and then we typically do a push-up on the our father and so obviously you can do modified Push-ups on your knees or on your feet, but then I also lead a chair class at St. Patrick's where the women are seated and they just move their arms. We have them move their arms in and out instead of getting down on the floor. So there's so many ways to modify it that we just every every movement is what we say is an invitation. Sure, make it your workout. Make you know do the things that you have to do to you know in a way. Glorify God with your body, you know, like really celebrate what He's given you and how you can use it, you know, and what it's doing for you. And like He's He's given us these bodies, and I think it shows Him honor when we take care of them and we use them in a way that you know He would want us to. Yeah. So,
0: Christina, I I, immediately as you talked about this, you know, my mind goes to I frequently like to walk when Mm -hmm. I pray the Rosary. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, (laughs) Part of it is because it just keeps me from falling asleep, uh, uh, but but also it seems to when I you know when I can find the right space where I'm where I'm walking, particularly out in nature, it often draws me deeper into prayer because the movement helps again keep me awake, preserve some some distraction. Talk a little bit about how do the let's say a you know a push up modified or not or the movements of Soul Core, how do they help? Draw you deeper in into the mystery because I think I can immediately say like okay I can see how how going for a walk I, that that's been my experience how do how do those movements those exercises draw you deeper into the prayer?
1: So I've had you know been in the fitness field for a long time and done a lot of different kinds of workouts and one workout that is provenly effective over time is an interval workout where you push yourself for a little bit and then you rest and then right. you push yourself. And soul core is very much like that. Okay. So when you're, when we're meditating on the mysteries, we're not moving. So we have that rest time.
0: That's super helpful because yeah. I can imagine that people are thinking, uh, like, I don't know, I'd be distracted. Like doing any sort of push up, modified or not, <laughs> takes all yeah. of my energy. But you're saying while we're meditating on the mystery.
1: You're laying down or y- seated. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so you you have the ability to concentrate then.
1: Right. Yes.
0: That's, that's helpful.
1: And then it's only on the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys that you're actually doing a movement. And sure. we like to, every soul core leader is going to put their own spin on it. But one of the things they encourage us to do is to kind of pair the movements with the mysteries. So, mm-hmm. for example, sorrowful mysteries are usually more challenging. Sure. Encouraging you to push. And so what I like to help people recognize is like, you know, think of the endurance it would have taken to carry the cross, you know, we can't even possibly come close, but just, you know, if you can just try to empathize for this decade, you know, like it really, it really makes a difference. So I feel like in that way, we're honoring God with our bodies. And I feel like mass is very much. Movement. We stand and we sit and yeah. we kneel. So, I mean, it's
0: a joke, right? Catholic calisthenics. So, solo <laughs> core is
1: basically like right. the, an extended version of that. You know, like yeah. just a, in a in a slightly different way. We're not, you know, obviously we're not. We don't have the sacrament, so it's not like that. But it's, but it's different. And it's, it's still using. You know, God gave us these bodies, and they're amazing. We right. can do so much, and so being able to really pray and move at the same time. I think it just makes that connection. And I think um, for me, it just allows me to really be grateful for right. what I have.
0: Well, and you're drawing your body into worship, which yeah. is just a human thing, but it's a particularly I you know, Catholic thing. I mean, yeah. that's what, you know, we love incense and the movements and we attend to our postures and the environment and all of that because when it's rightly ordered, it like supercharges our our worship yes. and and helps draw us uh, our hearts and our minds because our hearts and our minds are connected
1: correct <laughs> to and our bodies I, and that's one of the things we really try to emphasize with Soul Core too is that you know it's all senses you yeah. your your sense of touch your sense of smell sometimes uh, instructors will have incense or scented candles or you know we have candles and we have um, I like to place I have a um, an illustration of Mary that a religious sister drew and gave to mm. a bunch of us, and it, it, it's so beautiful. I like to have it out by the by the rosary that I put in the middle and the candles, and so it's we truly try to incorporate all the senses with soul core, so that you really feel like it's all mind and body and soul together, really praying to to our Lord.
0: Yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about reform, because you okay. said you had been doing SoulCore for a while, and then, I think through your association there, it sounds like it was kind of a time of professional development for the instructors. You got acquainted with reform. And as we were talking, you know, we actually I, you know we know the the founder, you know father uh, Father Innocent, mm-hmm. Montgomery, uh, Nebraskan, uh, CFR, the Franciscan Fires of the Renewal out in New, New York. Tell us a little bit about Reform.
1: Okay. So Reform is is a Christ-centered wellness program. Jackie Mulligan is the founder of it. She is a, a holistic nutritionist, and she has a great story. And I, I wouldn't do it justice, so I w- you can go to the website to find out about that. But she made connections with the Friars in New York and yeah. was working with them. And she was really amazed at how... Their transformation, pl- applying what she was saying, you know, with nutrition and movement, and they were putting it into their daily formation. Yeah. And she's like, they, she, she was amazed at how they transformed. And she asked either Father Innocent or one of the other priests, she goes, Can lay people have a daily formation? And he said, Yeah, it's for yeah. everyone. So she started you know, putting it all together and God really put it on her heart to put this all in place so that people can learn from it and, you know, basically make their daily choices with Jesus in mind, like whatever, you know, it may be and really honor their bodies. And and so because it was with the friars, they found that it was just, they were healthier, they had more energy, they could serve better. Because their bodies weren't feeling them, and Father Innocent uh, has a his testimony about how he wasn't well when he met her, and they were working together, and how she helped him and he helped her, she helped his body, he helped her soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so. Well, and I mean, if I'm getting this story right, she's doing consulting for the CFRs because mm-hmm. you know they're they're intensely serving, you know, ministers of the gospel, but there's issues with you know health and exercise. And as she's teaching them, she can see how profoundly it's affecting their health. And of course, they're integrating it with their Faith. spiritual routines. Yeah. And she's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, we should do this for lay people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, again, I mean, we both mentioned Father Innocent, and he had some health issues. You know, I was thinking personally i'm i'm passionate about this cuz i've had some significant health challenges myself mm-hmm. you know i was diagnosed with a pretty significant autoimmune disease about 17 years ago and that forced me to a management of my stress to a, a diet routine Again, not diet to lose weight, actually diet to maintain weight, mm-hmm. just like I had to change the way I slept, the way I ate, mm-hmm. the way I worked out mostly as a, as a stress management thing. And I had some friends, you know, that they, you know, heard about my crazy diet and they would tease me and they're like, wow, so you're like lent all year long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah.
0: well, yes, but because, you know, I just don't, I don't have processed sugars and it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's a low inflammatory diet. But. Honestly, like the sacrifice of it, it's so worth it. Not just because I feel better, I don't feel sick, but like the discipline and the integration and like the intentional choosing to eat well, to sleep well, it overflows into every part of my life. And there's people who look at me now who think that I'm a really disciplined person. And I guess from a certain perspective I am, but it's not natural. It it's something that I had to acquire. In order to survive, Mm -hmm. and the benefit has been way bigger than any sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how do people integrate this? And and this is a a lot of the work that Reform does. Like, how do you integrate, you know, exercise and diet and health? Because everybody, everybody listening is like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to, but how do you actually do it?
1: Well, Reform. Teaches you to always go to Jesus first, right? So, yeah. um,
0: Say more about that, because most diets don't start there.
1: No, (laughs) most (laughs) diets don't. And I can tell you because I've I've tried a lot of them. Um, You know, being a fitness professional, uh, I I would definitely say that my health, my workouts, my diet were idols in my life. Wow, that they were they They were the thing that I spent the most time thinking about, you know, and mm. really it to the point where you know it affected like my family and you know and mm-hmm. reform took it and flipped it on its head because instead of you know i'm i'm not I don't think I'm any less healthy than I was, so right. I feel like I come at it from maybe a different perspective, you know, most people would not be the crazy, you know, fitness type, you know, like that. And they're, they're wanting to incorporate movement or they're wanting to incorporate nutrition. And I'm coming from it from the other way. And what it did for me was I was overdoing it. I was obsessing about my food. I was exercising too much. I was starting to have overuse injuries. Mm -hmm. And what reform taught me was that, you know, God wouldn't treat my body like that. Even though I thought I was doing something really good for me, yeah.
0: I was wow. taking
1: it too far. And so God they showed me, you know, that to, to look at myself the way God looks at me as, you know, as his child and his beloved daughter, and what he would want for me is to incorporate some play and to mm-hmm. have stress management because honestly, my workouts probably were stressing me out more than they were doing me good, right. you know? Wow. So I think uh, they they just take it and they have this uh, monstrance as their sort of sim- symbol or an image. It's not their uh, it's not their their main image, but they do use it on the front of their books. And I brought my book to help me uh, remember all of the pillars. But they put faith at the center, mm-hmm. so you'll spend some time learning about you know just some people. So for the people who aren't in ministry. They, you know, want to know about how do I pray? Like what, how do I incorporate this relationship with God? How do I, how do I get to know him, you know? And so that's the first pillar, obviously, because that's where it all stems from. And then from there, so that's the center of your monstrance. And then from there, all the little pillars that stick out from the sides are play, nutrition, sleep, stress management, community, personal growth, space, and functional movement. Yeah. And so they spend time on each one of those and talk about, you know, like, how is this? And and you are, you're, you're, you're going to have some that maybe play a bigger part in your life in different seasons and then others. And right. so if, yeah. You know, it's fluid and we're never going to get it all perfectly right. You know, we're always going to be working on it. But what it did for me was put it all in balance and right order.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that you said said that. It's like, you know, balance is kind of an elusive thing that almost whispers the lie to us that once you get everything in order, you j- just kind of freeze it. And it's a little bit about, no, it's, it's about living an ordered life. Yeah. Where there might be a season where you're on vacation and there's a lot more play. Yeah. Or you might be on retreat and there's a lot more prayer. Right. But can I live an ordered life where all of those elements, the play, the you know, work, faith, you know, my, my sleep, my stress management, where all of those things are in harmony?
1: Correct. Yeah, and like you said, you know, it just depends on where you are in your state of life. You know, right? Um, so for like the mom who has little kids, sleep is gonna be, you know, something that they're not getting as much of. You know, yeah, and it is important, but you can do other things to manage that. You know, like if you're, so they talk what they what they have is a wellness account. They teach you about your wellness account. Yeah, and you can make deposits in your body and soul. And you can make withdrawals in your body and soul. And so it's kind of they they encourage you to do this once a week and just sit back and go, okay, what did I do this week for my body that was a deposit? Well, I drank water, I walked, you know, I whatever it is. Yeah, all those things. I got good sleep. Went to bed early. Yeah. And then what did I do for my soul this week? Well, I went to mass. I went to adoration. Maybe I made it to reconciliation. I spent time in prayer. I'm, um, you know, with God every morning. Yeah. Um, whatever it could be, you know, I visited my parents. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, any of those things that bring you life. And then you go through the withdrawals too, and you have to recognize, you know, I really, I had, I had a great time at that family get together, but I ate too much sugar, <laughs> so yeah. I probably better Hypo-
0: totally hypothetically,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, so I probably need to increase my sleep or, you know, do something so you can balance it out so that you, or, or so that, you know, going into something, I'm going to this family gathering and I haven't been getting enough sleep. So I really can't afford that glass of wine, or I really can't afford to eat the whole cake.
0: (laughs) 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 Again, hypothetical. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Christine, if we can just like talk honestly, it seems like Ministers of the gospel. And I don't care if you work professionally for the church. I know our listeners, they want to serve the Lord. They, you know, they want to further the gospel. They're they're volunteering, they're serving, even if they're just trying to be a good Christian, you Mm -hmm. know, witness to their coworkers and their neighbors and their family. It seems like that balance is lacking. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, mind, body, and spirit. It's like, well, I got one out of three, you know, it's like I I pray, but I'm working so hard serving the Lord that I never eat well, right. or I don't sleep well, or I don't renew my mind, or f- you know fill in the gap, the lie, maybe our own kind of, I think we all probably have a, a particular weakness, a, a part of what it means to live as a balanced human being. All of us, I think it probably, it seems like we have a temptation to cut corners somewhere, whether it's sleep or diet or exercise or, you know, ongoing intellectual formation. How have you seen kind of this vision? I mean, the CFRs, I know, experienced a dramatic transformation. You said you've been doing this at your parish. How have you seen this vision change people?
1: Well, it's interesting you would say that because I was speaking to a woman this morning after mass and inviting her to to join our class, and um, she said, oh, I'm so interested because I've seen such a change in this other woman. Wow. And she didn't specify exactly what it was. Right. But people are noticing it. And so what I think is really cool about it is you've got people like me who needed to get things in right order. And then you've got people who are very involved in ministry, they're on, you know, the the faith development team and they're giving of themselves to their point where they're depleted. Right. And then it and then you and you then you've got your people who are, you know, maybe okay on the wellness part of it, but they're needing more of the faith development. And all these people come together in a reform class. Wow. And it it's you help each other. You know what I mean? Like you have, you have your, you know, we had Father Tom Fangman in the class last Mm -hmm. fall and he was awesome. I mean, of course he's awesome, but but he was, you know, I think it made an impression on him. I see him, I've heard him talking about, you know, he's trying to eat a little bit better and he's paying a little more attention to that, you know, and I think it's so important. Our priests are getting fewer and fewer and we Mm -hmm. need to take care of the ones that we have.
0: Well, and the demands are more, yeah, uh, I mean they're more than they've ever been.
1: Yeah, it's hard on them. And I, I really feel like reform helps them understand that they can't give unless they've got something to give. You know, they have yeah. to we it's really hard to show Christ's love when your body hurts and you don't feel well, right. It's super hard to look at that person and be like I, I see Jesus because no I don't. I feel bad inside, you know. If you and that can be physically or spiritually, right? Like right. so well, that's I, the beautiful thing about it.
0: I lo- I lo- I mean I'm reminded as you're talking I'm re- reminding to like a spiritual director very early on in my missionary career who, you know, we were talking about my prayer. And I mean, it just kind of it just kind of nailed me. It's like uh your decision to pray doesn't happen at six a m it happens at nine p m mm. like what you decide to do at nine p m uh if you decide or like, yeah, I will go out or I will have another drink or another cake or yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah, you know? like it's your decision at the night before that determines the quality of of your prayer and and he's like, you might forget that you're a body and soul but the enemy doesn't, yeah. and a subtle temptation to get you to you know scroll or watch a, you know watch another movie or do whatever that puts you to bed late. That's where the battle for your prayer is at, and it was it was a game changer. Like that advice changed my whole prayer routine, mm-hmm. um, and and the quality of my prayer. And it was because he reminded me, yeah, you're, you're a body and soul. And you just can't fake it if you're not getting the sleep you need.
1: Yeah, yeah. Father Innocent says something very similar to the class. He says that once you've made the decision to pray, the sermon's over. You're doing it. You know, like yeah. you just, and it's so beautiful because you know, for those people who don't have that relationship with the Lord yet, it's like, okay, well, I guess is go time. You know, like yeah. we, we've decided we're going to set 30 minutes aside. As part of our daily formation, and there, that's it. You don't. There's no. Am I gonna do it? It's right. We're yeah. doing it. You know. It, you, you don't. He he says. You don't wake up and go. Am I gonna breathe today? Because <laughs> you you don't. You just yeah. do it. So um, I love that, and I feel like the people who are involved in ministry, they feel like they're doing good, right? You know, they they're wanting yeah. to give and give, and how can you say no to that when you know it's the right thing to do, or it feels you know like you're helping somebody, and yet you have to preserve your resources, your body, right. because if you want to continue to do what you're doing over the long haul, you have to care for your body too, you right. know? So
0: well, and there is a, I mean, this is maybe obvious, but it's probably worth saying, you know, saying it explicitly, there's a, a formation element, like a teaching element, because many of us, we live in kind of a such a, a fractured world where you know, here you are. You're a you're a fitness uh, guru. You know, instructor. You're in that world for many years, and then you're like, oh, and learning more about my prayer and the rhythms of sleep. And then on the other right, other side of the coin, so many ministers of the gospel again volunteers, professionals, like boy, they know the catechism inside and out, but they don't really know the fundamentals of healthy movement. Healthy sleep, mm-hmm. healthy diet. I mean, in particular, you know, I mean, I'm not going to give any health advice, but I can say when I was forced to pay attention to what good nutrition actually was because of my health condition, I began to discover this whole like, oh, who knew there there is a popular and largely untrue kind of uh, nutritional wisdom just in the same way, there's kind of a popular wisdom about what makes for a healthy spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And really discovering, okay, hey, what is what is really true about healthy eating and sleeping and movement was something that I didn't really know. And it sounds like Core is kind of providing this foundational, or excuse me, um, reform is providing this kind of foundational understanding of what health really looks like in all these dimensions of our life. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. It's for, it's very much for me, Ben, how do I incorporate my faith into everything that I do Mm -hmm. so that I'm actually living, living it out, you know, and, and it's, I would have said before I I had a faith, you know, I would have said I pray, you know, and I go to mass and, I have a relationship with the Lord, but I don't think I really knew what it could look like. Like it was, I'm sure it was fine. It was, it was good, but this has taken me further. This has taken me deeper. And I feel like I've gotten such a a deeper sense of joy and peace from it. I I was very healthy, but my faith was just kind of like parallel to it.
0: Yeah. Well, compartmentalized. Yeah.
1: And I wasn't, I don't. I don't feel like I was especially nice. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I I didn't get the, I didn't make the connection, right? Like yeah. I didn't understand, like I thought I was being a good Christian, but I wasn't really practicing it. Yeah. And so now I feel like because I'm incorporating a formation and I'm, there's more balance and I'm really putting Jesus first and I'm really asking Jesus before I do things, you know, what should I do about this? You know, what do you want me to do right now? Do you want me to go for a walk or do I need to sit here with my daughter and talk to her because she's hurting or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's stuff like that, that I would have been like taskmaster. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. And now I'm, I feel like I don't get as much done around my house, but (laughs) I feel like I'm putting the people in my lives first. And I'm, I'm really more focused the way that i believe jesus wants me to be, you know.
0: Christina, as you're talking there, there's a there's one word that's coming to mind. It sounds like there's a freedom. Yeah. There's a greater freedom to be present to your child your your child or someone in need to have a glass of wine or a piece of cake to, you know, to have the energy you need for the task at hand, like just whatever way it shows up you found a freedom and an integration Mm -hmm. uh, through all this.
1: Yeah, and I think I've heard it said, I can't even remember where, but there is freedom in obedience. So when you are obedient to what the Lord is asking of you, there is a huge freedom there. And that I would agree, that's what's happened to me. And it's made, um, made me just more aware of the world around me so that I can be maybe yeah. a little bit more of a light <laughs> for yeah. for Christ to others, because I mean, I would have been for been like out on the trail, you know, tearing it up, going, and now I stop, and you know, I'll talk to somebody that I see on the trail, or you know, and it's yeah. not about me <laughs> anymore. Yeah.
0: That's that's fantastic. <laughs> well, and again, you're t- you're coming at it from a perspective where fitness was number one. Yeah. But I can see that same, I mean, in myself, and I can see that same imbalance. Only my imbalance was more about intellectual formation or getting stuff done mm-hmm. or, and it's the same, I mean, it's the same kind of root problem.
1: Yeah. Pick yeah. your poison. I yeah. mean, there, there, there's Everybody so many has. ways that we can get things out of order, you know? And, and I think that, for sure, reform has helped me with that. And it's yeah. just helped me. I'm not doing it perfectly, you know, yeah. but it's something that I, it's an awareness that I yeah. have now.
0: Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of like this is, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but I think part of what is attractive to a lot of people as they're watching kind of like that, the new, you know, Life of Jesus, the Chosen uh, movie, mm-hmm. is that when people see the way, that Jesus and, and the apostles are portrayed, uh Jonathan Rumi especially with Jesus, he seems like a real person. Yeah. But more than just, but like a healthy real person. Mm-hmm. You see play, you see fun, you see you know deep conviction and intellectual uh, you know, strength, but you, you see like this whole you see him resting and eating. You see, I mean, again, like one of the episodes, you see him working himself to exhaustion you see this kind of complete picture which often is lacking in in the caricatures we get about Jesus and the lives of the saints yeah but when you really get the chance to be around someone who is truly healthy as an entire person boy it's all there and yeah. it rings true
1: yeah it's living fully alive right yeah. you know it's really um it brings you so much more joy and gives you such a different lens to look at the world you know so um i i think one of the things that separates us you know we're human beings and god created us in his image yeah we are not animals and we're not angels we have a body and a soul yeah and because of the fall we have a hard time integrating the two, you know, it's a it's a challenge. Yeah, was well, to- one of the
0: consequences of of sin right. is that we we feel ill at ease sometimes in our body.
1: Yeah, so it's just like we were saying, you know, some of us have you know a stronger faith, some of us have a maybe a healthier lifestyle, some of us have neither one. Some you know, it, it, yeah, it's so it's it's finding that way of integrating the both, and that just takes you. Uh, that much closer to that fully alive and that much closer to what maybe God intended for us, you know? Yeah. Uh, Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Christina, our time is like totally flown here. And we've been talking a lot (laughs) about just like kind of like the benefits and what you've seen. And regardless of pick your poison, regardless of where you tend to be underdeveloped or where you tend to be overemphasized, Talk a little bit, just as you know, as somebody who's listening is like, okay, okay, I want this. I want to be free. I <laughs> want to be integrated. What's a first step?
1: Well, I would invite them to go to Soul Core or Reforms websites. Um, mm-hmm. Soul Core, you know, if you are just looking for a way to incorporate prayer and movement, yeah. that's going to be a great place to go. They have a free two-week trial. Um, nice. and they have okay. videos on their website or come to St. Patrick's when I'm leading classes there if you want. Um, and with reform, I would go to their website for sure and go through. Um, you can play around on there. And then uh, there's also um if you put links in your,
0: We do. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. I can
1: give you a link to their free webinars that they have on uh, Vimeo. And so you can check out some of their content there. But Reform can be taken as an online course virtually, which is what I did at first. And now they are offering it in a few parishes where they have people like me who are, you know, have been through it a few times. And we become a guide and we offer the class at the parish. And so I'm offering it now at St. Patrick's. And we did it in the fall. We're, we're doing a Lenten uh, version now. And then hopefully we'll continue to offer it there. So, yeah. But if fantastic. you're just wanting to know more, I would definitely go to the website. That's the best source of information. Yeah. Now
0: we'll put those in the show notes, but just give them out here. What is, how do people find SoulCore? What's yeah. the website?
1: soulcore.com.
0: Okay. SoulCore.com and Reform.
1: That one's a little harder. It's reform dash wellness dash or dot co. I think. Is, okay. Yeah,
0: we'll put them both in the in the show notes, and then people can search. If you right, if you like do. Like reform as a search on Google, and you find you know reform wellness, and you find like a priest on that, you probably hit the right one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, look, there's a monk. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. it.
1: Reform wellness, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because yeah, I think wellness. if you just search reform, it will bring up all. Yeah, kinds that's of a lot. Stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot of words.
0: You'll end up Presbyterian. Those Could are, be. Yeah. yeah. There's a uh, Christina. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. You, I know right now you're thinking about somebody who needs to hear this. So be safe. Take good care of your body. Wait until you you know you're like you're done driving. Don't try and share it while you're driving. But share this with somebody. You know, offer encouragement. Uh, go check out the uh, the websites Soul Core and Reform. We'll put those in the show notes for you. Christina, again, thank you for being here.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you for
0: having me. All right, everybody, have a great day.